This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Youth Baseball Talk, brought to you by The Rope Trainer. And as John Smoltz says, everyone should have one, from big leaguers to little leaguers. So please make sure to check out theropetrainer.com today. Uh, special thanks for their continued support over there from Chris Verna, John Smoltz, my good friend Earl Perrin, and all the gang, and of course uh, Kirk McNabb, who brings you The Rope Report each week. Great group of guys trying to help our youngsters out and uh, navigate those rough waters with the with the unnecessary throws and things that are going on out there. It's a great device, and I really, really hope that you educate yourself today by going to theropetrainer.com and learning a little bit more about this wonderful product. Um, <clears throat> I want to have a, uh, a little just monologue today, so to speak. No guests today. Um, obviously, we'll have our, our segments, but um, something's, you know, been going on behind the scenes a little bit as far as um, training with my own son. And, and I've seen it kind of progress over the years. And it's just something I want to talk a little bit about because I'm seeing more and more of it on social media and things like that. So I thought I would address a topic today because, let's face it, um, for the majority of the country and most most places, especially in the world, um, this would tip, typically be what you would, I guess, quantify as the baseball offseason. Now, I, I'm not ignorant. I know there's plenty of places where they play baseball year-round, but, um, you know, we can debate back and forth whether they need time off or, or whatever it may be. But, you know, I'm of the belief that some time away is never a bad thing. Um, I'm also not sitting here saying they should do nothing. But um, there's some interesting things going on and the way things have, I'm going to say, have changed, I guess, over time. So I'm real interested to have a, a, a minor discussion um, to basically um, – to basically talk a little bit about that exact word, the off season, if that makes sense. So, um, really, uh, really interested to get into that topic today. Before I do that, let's remind everybody: check us out, youthbaseballtalk.com. It is the website. It's where you can find back episodes of the show. Uh, you may have found the current episode there as well. Um, it's also the easiest way to subscribe to the podcast, which is absolutely free. You'll get a notification each time the show has been released. It'll be downloaded on your mobile device and ready for your listening pleasure. Uh, it's a great thing to do, um, especially if, uh, you know, if you find yourself on the go. And, and having that notification is just a great little, little reminder. Our social media platforms is where we make a lot of hay with listeners and, and staying up to date with what's going on. So I hope uh, you guys are following us there. If you're not, we're going to encourage you to check us out on Twitter. We are at Podcast Baseball. Uh, find us on Facebook as well. Simply type in Youth Baseball Talk. Uh, we are now on Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk as well. Our ask there is that you follow us on those social media sites. Um, you know, our real ask is that once you have followed us there, uh, when you see the show, if you could share it, that'd be great. Uh, our, our guess is, is that you are part of a baseball community and you probably have a lot of parents, friends, coaches, kids that, uh, that you're friends with, especially on Facebook that, um, that uh, are involved in this great game. And if you could share our show around in an effort for us to reach them and possibly uh, possibly uh, turn them onto the show and, and maybe just kind of grow our listenership, it would help us immensely. So if you could do that, I would greatly appreciate it. 
Facebook especially, um, you know, if, if you like our Facebook page and, and you're and you're interested in, in the stuff that we're doing, the changes that we're trying to make, the information that we're sharing, all the stuff that we're doing, our big ask of you is that if you would invite your friends to like our Facebook page, it's a very simple thing to do. You just, you know, it, once you get to the Facebook page itself, Youth Baseball Talk, uh, you'll notice on the uh, on the page, very simply, there's a little area there that'll say, um, over to the right, that'll say, uh, invite your friends. Um, that's what we would love for you to do. Um, once you click on invite your friends, all your friends will come up one by one. You can kind of click on the people that you'd like to invite. Um, you know, you know who those people are that are probably involved in this great game. And it's just an effort uh, for us to, to, to grow and, and try to reach people. So, again, very hopeful that you guys would help us with that. That's my ask of you. Uh, especially if you're enjoying the show. Special thanks to lineupmedia.fm, fastest growing podcast company on the planet. Couldn't do the show without them. They take your entertainment time very seriously. If you'll give lineupmedia.fm an opportunity for your for your entertainment time, I'm sure you'll find more podcasts on the uh, on the their their site that you're going to enjoy. So, uh, producer Brian Croc, uh, associate producer Andrew Allen, couldn't do the show without those two guys. So special thanks to them. All right, let's get to it today. Um. The thing I was kind of referring to is basically off-season training. And I say that word off-season, although the one thing that I have noticed is that it almost seems like there is no specific time anymore to train. And when I say train, that's a that's a loaded word. I mean, a lot of people say, okay, well, Jim, I, mean, I don't know what else you want me to do. My kid's, he's hitting, he's throwing, man, he's fielding every day, he's doing all this kind of stuff. And it's like, well, okay, yeah, I got you. And let's face it. You know, they are playing baseball. So got to know how to heal, got to know how to field, got to know how to throw, got to know how to catch, got to know how to play the game. All part of the game, right? Let's look at the five tools of baseball, right, you know, that, that, that most people use as a borderline barometer for whether or not a guy can play, right? So especially in this day and age of analytics and numbers and how it's taken over, and I'm not even saying I'm all that happy about that part of it, but, you know, you, you change with the times or – or the times pass you by. So let's take a look at some of these things that go on. So number one, you know, first thing, a lot of times, you know, can he run? Can, can this kid run? Well, um, one thing we know is that running is an athletic movement. Most of the people that are really fast are good athletes, right? So typically running is an athletic movement that takes training, right? No different than uh, fielding a ground ball, swinging a bat, Right which we do all the time, to try to get better at baseball, right? So I ask you, have you worked on running, right? So that's kind of, and I think maybe you can already see where I'm going with this conversation. And then some of you are going, well, Jim, you know, it, that's God-given, man. His kid is blazing fast. Yep, absolutely. Some kids are blazing fast. Yep, for sure. All right? But I think we found out that if your son's athletic, we can help him get a little faster, Oh, Jim, I don't think so. I hear that all the time. Oh, you can't make somebody faster. Why can? How is it we can help somebody be a better fielder, we can help them be a better hitter, we can help them throw harder, we can help them do all this stuff, but you're telling me we can't help them be faster? Now, I find that hard to believe. And now, the reason I find it hard to believe is I've seen it with my own eyes, with my own kid. So that one's not going to fly with me. All right, so we're, we, we've talked talk, running, right? So um, I hope that in this quote-unquote off-season – that while you're working on your hitting and your fielding and hope and your throwing, if that's what you're doing now, I hope you're taking a little time off for the arm. Um, but if those are the things you're doing, I'm, I'm hoping that we're also running. 
Okay, so that's number one. Number two, um, can he hit? Well, yeah, man, I mean, some kids can hit and some kids can't. Well, um, how are you helping? Well, you know, we're taking hitting lessons, okay? We're learning how to do this, learning how to do that. Most of what I'm seeing is that some of the stuff that's required to hit revolves around strength and control of your body. That's what we're finding out. Just look around. Most of the great hitting guys now are kinesiology guys. They understand how the body works, right? So are we preparing our body to be able to do the things necessary to be a good hitter? Oh, well, you know, Jim, then why do some, some kids just can hit and some, well, I, I hear you. And a lot of times at the youth level, um, things don't always stay the same. In fact, it's been my experience that you very rarely see it stay the same all the way through for a lot of kids. Now, there are some kids that it does. Typically, sorry, but those kids are really good athletes. Well, you know, Jim, that kid's a god give Yeah, nope, no doubt. They're there. I've seen them. Uh, we've, I've played against them. They've been, I've had some on my team. Just kids that are bigger, stronger, more mature than every other kid at a young age, and then they continue that on through high school. Those are special, talented guys. Yep, absolutely. But what about the majority? What about your kid and mine, if you're listening to this and your kid's not that just unbelievably big, strong, fast athlete? Are we getting stronger? And are we doing it the right way? Are we, are we getting stronger or are we just trying to get bigger? Right? Big difference there, right? So the hitting, throwing, well, I mean, poof, I think we've covered that at nauseum that there's a thousand different things going on out there to teach kids how to not only throw harder, throw faster, harder, throw properly, and hopefully with the correct way to do it and the, and the proper way to do it so that we're not hurting ourselves, right? All we're... Listen, if any place you go, if they're worth their salt with this throwing thing, it, it ain't got a whole lot to do with we're just going to keep throwing, throwing, throwing. Most, I mean, I, I can see them on, on, online. I can see them in person. The majority of what I see revolves around preparing the body to be able to do this. Okay, so we got throwing. So we've covered the running, the hitting, the throwing, right? All right, baseball IQ. Well, now that's... That's love. That's learning. That's being coachable. That's being able to pay attention, right? I mean, so, and then there's power. Well, power's, I mean, do I need to go any further with this one? That one kind of self explanatory, right? Now, how do we get to that power? Um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, we got to get in the gym. No, no doubt. You got to get in the gym. There's no doubt about that. What are we doing when we get there, right? This is all, some of this stuff's all way above me too, by the way, way above me, right? So I guess this is what I've, what, where, I'm, where I'm bringing this to a full circle. I've done it. You've done it. A lot of people have done it. We have spent a ton of money, time, and energy on a lot of things. How much time and energy have we spent on our athleticism? And again, I know that some of you are going, Jim, I, you know, some kids are just better athletes than others. No doubt. No doubt. But how is that any different than when you play against a baseball team? And So if you play against another team and the other team's got these really good infielders, do you just say, well, my kid's just not as good as them, so we're not going to work on it? No, you work on it, right? What's funny is, is we pick and choose what we want to work on, but yet it seems to me 
that for a lot of people, and again, I'm only addressing this because I'm seeing it every day. People don't want to address the one thing that might help them across the board, and that's the athleticism. Now, I understand the need and the want to back burner that one. Sometimes as parents and sometimes as kids, it's not near as much fun, right? Well, kids love to go throw. They love to, you know, they love to swing a bat, right? Who doesn't? You know what I mean? Not everybody really loves to go do all this work to make them be able to do the other things better. Now, my kids have had went through that, and it benefited them greatly. And I tell people all the time, when you go through it, now this was only my example and my suggestion based on my own experience. Everybody's can be different. I've seen a lot of people go through exactly what I would say my kids are fairly normal. Not every kid's normal in that aspect. Some kids are driven. Some kids need pushed. Some kids need babied. Some Across the board, every kid's different. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, there's no reason to sit here and go, my kid just can't do my kid. No, 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 no. Address your kid differently. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Do what you got to do to help them. Okay? I'm not saying you have to make every decision for them and you have to do it. Sooner or later, you have to help them help themselves, right? But when it comes to this, I say it all the time. When my kids first started their quote-unquote athletic training, if that's the term we want to use, I mean, you can use a thousand different ones for this. But I, I tell people all the time, they were both the exact same, and they, they couldn't be different kids. They're four years apart. They're physically different. They're mentally different. They could not have been different kids. They also couldn't have been different for what they really needed this for, okay, which is odd. And yet I say, and what's funny about it is, they both were exactly the same in the way it got approached. And it went something like this. Oh, do I have to do that? Yeah, you really need to. I just want you to try it because I think you're going to find, you. oh, you know, why can't I do that? Yeah, well, you know, let, I, I think this is important. Okay, I want you to try this. All right. Okay. So they went. And they worked, and they got in the car, and they were a little miserable for a while. No problem. I get it. It's not the ideal. I mean, you know, that, now some of you are going, not my kid. He would love it. Let's go. We're ready to go. Yeah, and they're out there too. I've got 40-something-year-old friends that are like it. I've got people that just want to lay on the couch. Guess what? Everybody's different. Okay. I'm talking about probably the average kid. It's not their ideal thing to do, whether you're 10, 12, 15, 18, 20. Okay. Yeah. I don't, oh God. You know. Hey, uh, put your stuff on. Got to get to next level. Oh God. Do I got to go? Yep. Got to go. Yep. Well, went through a period of that. Then went through a period of of. Hey, you ready to go? Yeah. Let me get my stuff on. The complaining kind of stopped. But I'm not a dummy. I can read my kids' expressions. Kind of went through a period where, you know. I don't really want to go, but I know I need to go. I can tell. I can really tell I need to go. Went through that period. Then kind of went through a period of, you know, I, there are other things that I, I, I guess I'd rather be doing, but it, it's just getting kind of fun because some of my friends are going and we're working, getting a little competitive, you know. Now we're, you know, we've been working and now we're doing some tests and, man, I got better. Man, I'm stronger. I'm faster. Man, I, I used to jump this far. Now I jump this far. I used to jump this high. Now I jump this high. I was this fast. Now I'm this fast. I, was, I used to be able to do this. Now I can do that. Huh. 
wow, my dad's not so crazy. This works. Man, do you see how far I hit that ball or how far I threw that ball? Did that, that, oh, well, Jim, they're just getting older and they're getting, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, some of that's true. Yep. Then we went through the thing of, hey, Dad, so-and-so's going three days a week. I'm only going two. Can I go another day? You really want to go another day? Yeah. Now I'm at the point where I don't have to say anything. Packs his own clothes, walks over there after school, texts me when he's done, comes home. Hey, Dad, some of the other guys are drinking post-workout shakes. I talked to my trainer about it, and he says, basically, it would really help me. Can I get some? Okay. Hey, Dad, they tell me I'm not eating enough, and that's why I'm not gaining weight. Can I get another one? Okay. See my point here? Now, is that going to be every kid's experience with this? Absolutely not, because I've got friends whose kids, it completely, they went once or twice and hated it and never went back. You can't make kids something they're not. And that's something we fall into across the board, and that's not a baseball thing. That's a life thing. We do it all the time. We do it as parents. It's no different than the stuff I talk about on here. We do it, and we think we're helping because we think we, think we have to, right? And I say all the time, it is our job as parents to try to, to, try to lead them down good paths. But, but we tell, I tell my kids all the time, pick and choose your battles wisely. You better pick and choose your battles there wisely, too. Trying to fit a square peg in a round hole is not always a great idea. There's a big difference there. You've got to be the parent first, right? If my kid absolutely has zero interest in any of this and I force him to do this, that's different. If my kid is really enjoying all this other stuff and I want to try to convince him and it's another life lesson of, I understand that you really want to do all this, but you're telling me you want to get better and you have these dreams and aspirations. Well, let me let you know a little secret, buddy. I love you and I think you're a pretty good player, but this is part of it too. So if you have any aspirations, you better check this out. Now, that was my job to introduce him to it, to encourage him, to make him understand. Because he's, cause at that time, he was 13 years old or whatever he was, 12, 13. Now he's going to be 16 in, in six months, right? He's making a lot of decisions for himself. And while I can be his dad and I can try to lead him down roads and I can try to talk to him, ultimately, at the end of the day, it has to be something, if he's ever going to get out of it what he really needs to get out of it, it's going to have to be on him right? I'm here to take him. I'm here to support him. I'm here to assist him. I'm here to encourage. And I, yeah, I'm like everybody else. I'm here to persuade because I know what he needs. I mean, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, but I'm, I'm much older than him. I've seen the way things are going. So yes, I'm not a dummy, but if he has absolutely no interest in it and doesn't want to do it, and I'm making him do something he doesn't want him to do, chances are he's not getting out of it what he needs to get out of it. We do that all the time. We make our kids do things they don't really want to do, and then we are surprised when they don't get the things out of it that we think they should get out of it. It's a tough, it's a, that's a challenge for us as parents, coaches, trainers across the board. I can tell you that I've worked with tons of kids, and it, the, there is nothing harder, and I promise you, I would bet if I asked everybody I've ever had on this show to come back on and I asked them this one question, and that question would be, what's the hardest kid to work with? They're all going to say the same thing, the kid that really doesn't want to be there. It's the hardest thing to do. I, it's not going to be the kid that couldn't do anything, because if that kid really wants to be there, at least he's working. The kid that really doesn't want to be there I mean, listen, if you've ever done it at all, 
it's really hard. It's a it, it's painful across the board, right? Because the the parent is probably delusional and expects results, and then is going to blame the trainer for no results. When at the end of the day, doesn't matter. That's why most trainers, the ones that are worth their salt, rather than it be a money grab have to have that hard conversation occasionally and say, listen, I can continue to take your money if you want me to basically babysit. But he has no desire to be here, doesn't want to do this. Now, I, I'm going to flip that too and tell you that if you're the parent that that trainer comes to you and has that tough conversation, this is some advice. Do not get your kid in the car and start yelling at him and screaming at him. He told me you don't work hard and you don't want to do anything. For a trainer who does it for a living and needs the money probably to come to you and tell you, listen, this is a waste of your money, means it's a serious, serious thing. And I promise you, the only thing I, I the all of all the things I ever say on here, the one thing I can promise you that's not going to get any better is if you get in the car and start blaming the kid. It just may not be for them. Sorry. Stinks. No different than anything else, right? This stuff's tough, man, because what I'm finding is athletes play. We do it as parents all the time, man. Man, my kid can really swing the bat. Man, my kid can throw it, or he can do this, or he can do that. But, man, man, more times than not, we wind up getting a little frustrated because it seems like these athletes tend to get the benefit. We use that term. They get the benefit of the doubt. It's not that they get the benefit of the doubt. It's just that they're, they're better athletes. And they do things in a different fashion than most kids that are not as near as athletic as them. Because we want to define our kids by certain aspects of the game. Folks, the game's not played in a cage. The game's not, the game's not played in the bullpen. The game's not played with six kids standing out at short taking ground balls. The game is not played. You know, uh, that's another thing. The game also is not played in a weight room or on a ladder at, a, at an athletic training facility. It's a, it's, a, it's a marriage of all of it together, right? That's why I say all the time, is the game for the elite players? Of course it is. Is it for the average players? Yes, it is. Is it for the below average players? Absolutely it is. It's for you to find where you fit within this whole thing, but... And I've said this once, and I'll say it again. There was nothing wrong with a player at any level wanting to be the best player he can be. So if you're one of these people that are out there yelling at everybody to stop spending money and it's a money-grabbing deal, stop that. Stop, stop, stop. There's nothing wrong with it. Why is it wrong for a kid that's not as good as the other kids to want to do the same things? It's not wrong. He just wants to play and wants to be the best. I mean, would you tell him to stop? Taking piano lessons? Would you tell him to stop uh, uh, going to a tutor? Well, oh, no, of course not. Academic. Well, yeah, academics are important. Of course they are. Right? That's the only, you know, if a kid's struggling in school and he continues to struggle, we keep pushing that. Well, well, of course. Why? Because it's important. So all of a sudden, a kid's athleticism and his want to be as good as he can be at something isn't important just because he's not as good as everybody else. So we're going to apply that to sports but we're not going to apply that to everything else? No. It's silly. It doesn't make any sense, right? And for you elitist out there that think it's only for you, stop that too. It's not. 
And hey, hats off. I'm happy for you. It's great. I'm glad your son is a tremendous player. I'm glad he's a God-gifted athlete. You know, those people have their own problems. That's a whole nother day on the, on the sofa with the psychiatrist. How do I get him to work hard? He's got this talent, but he doesn't want to work hard. He turns it on. He plays. Yeah, you know, we got a whole nother slew of problems. Boy, I can't get him to play hard when we play lesser competition. And, and you know, boy, he's a powder. If he doesn't get his way, he pouts. And, oh, you know, I, I can't. You know, he just doesn't get along with this guy. And, blah, 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 blah. We got a whole nother slew of problems there. That's my point. There's so many problems out there we don't need to create anymore. Why don't we try to just address some of the things that are easily addressed? And I promise you, if you want to address three-quarters of the problems that go on with trying to be a better player, be a better athlete. Because I promise you, your kid someday, my, my oldest son thanks me every day. Is it about baseball? A little bit, because he was able to achieve his dream. But let me tell you something. My kid went from being a soft kid to knowing how to take care of himself. He, he's proud of himself. He knows how to work. He loves it. He, that, I owe a lot of that to, to my friend E.J. Jones at Next Level, a ton of it. There's not a time goes by he doesn't talk about it and the change it made in his life. You know, he, he, he's not perfect. I mean, but he knows how to eat right. He knows, man, I'm getting a little soft. I got to, I got to, I got to, you know, I'm eating too, I'm, eat, I'm not eating like I should. I'm drinking too much soda. I'm doing this, doing that. These are, listen, why is that? That's it. That's educational. I mean, taking care of yourself is not educational. It was all important. Now, for the purpose of the baseball discussion, well, yeah, it helped him wind up achieving a goal that at one time didn't look achievable. Right? I mean, no, he's not at an SEC school. He's not at a Power 5 school. Who cares? He's where he belongs, and he's having the time of his life. And at the end of the day, and you look back, isn't that all you really, I mean, you, I mean, especially when it comes to the game, isn't that really what you should hope for? I said it once, I'll say it again. I, I don't know if he'll finish. I mean, I think he will. I mean, all signs are that he's enjoying it, he's loving it, he's doing really well. I mean, if he plays baseball in college for four years and graduates and goes out and gets up, he's going to have these wonderful memories and all these great things that he learned and all these life lessons. All this. God, what, what, at what point, please tell me when I'm supposed to be disappointed. Stop me in the conversation and tell me where I'm supposed to go. Yeah, but man, I just wish he would have went to an SEC school. Or man, I wish he'd have been good enough to go in the Power Five. Man, I wish he'd have got a cup of coffee in the, in the minors at least. Just, just a cup of coffee. Man, he should have hung on one more year and tried to play some independent ball. Huh. He didn't get a fair chance. Uh, is, that, am I, is that where we're headed with this conversation? No. I mean, really. I, but they happen. They happen every day. The bottom line is, is where does it start and where does it end? And that, that's a little bit different for everybody involved. But for me personally, you know, it started and ended with what, what does my kid really want what do I, as the parent, hope that they get out of it? You know what I'm saying? What does, in the end, what, is, what are the things that I would hope that I get out of it? And that's the life lessons, the love, the passion, the memories, the, 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 the stuff that it gives you back. 
you know, some of the corny things, the sitting around talking about it 20 years later, playing ball with your friends and playing ball in college and all this. Let's face it, a lot of guys that listen probably did. A lot of, a lot of ladies that listen may, may have done things. It doesn't matter if it was sports. Think about the things that you've done when you were younger. I mean, you remember all those great times, right? So my hope is he's having a great time. I hope my younger son does. I hope my daughter does. I mean, she's wanting to do more and more things every day. And and, I, and listen, let me tell you something. Uh, she's decided she wants to go back and do some tumbling and maybe be a chill. Same thing applies there. Listen, you can go sit in a room. I did it last night. I went and watched my daughter take her first tumbling class in a couple of years. Let me tell you something. You can see who the girls that can do the stuff. They're pretty athletic. Let me tell you what else they can do. When it's time to learn something new, they learn it a lot easier a lot easier than the girls, unfortunately, that aren't as athletic. My daughter knows she's got some work to do. She's been out of, out of step for, with it for a while. She wants to do stuff. She may decide she doesn't want to. I can't make her. I can lead her down the right path, just no different than I did my sons, and I will do that for her no different than I did my sons. I hope I learn some stuff with my sons that I can apply to her as, as I've tried to do with each one and be better. But when it comes to this, and, and for the sake of our discussion today, when it comes to baseball, I assure you that what you do for your player in an athletic fashion is every bit as important as the quote-unquote baseball skills that you want to try to develop with them. And if you get on some of the best trainers, I promise you, if I, you know, the guys that you hear on here regularly, if I, if I brought them back on here, and I will do that, I'll ask them. I mean, you know, how, how important is the athleticism that a player possesses to be able to do some of these things that we are now asking them to do. And I'm going to tell you, they're going to tell you that it's really, really important. So then I come back to you full circle and ask you, why aren't we spending as much time on their athleticism as we are on whether or not they can hit a ball off a tee? And that's no disrespect to the people that do all these hits. That's all. Listen, it's all part of it. It's the same thing applies now, okay? You can't just go be a workout warrior and not try to improve on your baseball skills. We got a little chicken and egg thing going on here, right? At the end, there's a lot of work involved here, and a lot of work goes into being really good at something, and now we're back again to it's not just sports, okay? A lot of work goes into being good at what you decide you want to be good at. doesn't matter what it is. If you're a guitar player and you want to be the best, I guarantee you the guys that are the best guitar players work their ass off at it. You know, if you're a chef, I promise you the guys that are the best chefs are the ones that are passionate about what they do. They edu- they've educated themselves. They've had a lot of trial and error. They've had a lot of failure. That happens across the board. Same thing is going to happen with athletic training. You're going to have failure. My son comes home some days and says, and I say, how was your workout today? And he goes, you know, not real good. I didn't have... Man, I just didn't feel it today. I didn't have it. Well, guess what he's learning? He's learning that some days you got to find another gear and you got to work harder and it's not always going to be easy. It's not, none of this is like guaranteed and paved roads of gold. So again, it's not just sports. It's not definitely not just baseball when it comes to sports. It's all sports, right? And it's not just sports. It's academics. It's career paths. It's life, being a good person. It's all these things. All requires work. And like anything in life, the more work you put in it, the chances are you're going to get more out of it. Now, life's not fair. I say it all the time. The thing that breaks my heart about baseball is I personally have seen, known, been involved with tons and tons of kids that work their butts off and don't get the results. 
you better be prepared for that too. That's why I always say, make sure going in, you know what you're really trying to do. I'm trying to be the best I can be. There are no results. There are no guaranteed results, is what I meant. That's what basically Steve Springer will come on here and tell you, man, this sport will chew you up and spit you out. I mean, when you're struggling at, at the plate, raise your hand, and I've got my hand raised. If you've ever had players, if you're a coach, and then if you're a player, raise your hand. If you're a parent, if you're a kid, if you're a player, if you've, ever, if you've ever struggled at the plate and went out and spent so much time in the cage and come back and still struggle, raise your hand. Everybody's got their hand up because <laughs> that's how it goes. All you can do is work hard. It's all you can do. So, again, in the end... What I really want to do here is uh, just try to make sure we, we, we focus on all aspects that are involved in trying to help our young players be the best player they can be or give them an opportunity to have the most fun with this, too, that they want to have. And, 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 and I'm telling you, you know, I see it. I'm hearing more people say it. And, and it's something that has been, a, I'm not going to say it's taboo, but it's something that for the longest time when I was younger and, and got involved in this, you didn't really talk about somebody's athleticism because it was almost like like you were like saying something bad about somebody. You, you know what I mean? Now it's a real thing that people have to address because we're finding that, you know what? You can either bury your head in the sand about it or you can do something about it. So, Again, just a conversation that I wanted to have today about, you know, the athletic training that should be going on, especially this time of year. You know, people say, oh, well, man, when we're playing in the season, man, Jim, it's really hard for me to get over there and do it. Shouldn't be. I guarantee you the best players in the world right now are, are doing this stuff every day during the season. They're, they're, they're doing it every day. If it means that much to you and it's important, you will find a way or you will rationalize a way to not do it. That's what that's what we know about life. We will find a way to do the things that we really believe in and that are important to us. And we will rationalize a reason not to do the things that we either A, don't believe in or B, aren't important to us. Do me a favor. Take the time to do a little research. Find somebody around you. Your club may do it. I'm very fortunate. The, the club that my younger son is playing for they take it very serious, and it's it's progressed over the years with them because my older son was involved too. It is always something they've done, but it's gotten it's gotten even more ramped up the more we know now. So I'm, I'm fortunate. But if you find yourself in a situation where you play on a baseball team and in the off season, yeah, man, we get together on Sundays and we hit and he hits them some ground balls and they they play some long time. Well, I'm telling you, you bet you know. Oh well, Jim, man, we play basketball. I mean, that helps, right? Yeah, absolutely. For sure, soccer, basketball, hockey. Playing multiple sports is always going to help with athleticism, and that's why I encourage it greatly. Okay? But I promise you this. Nothing will help you like going to somebody that really knows what they're doing that can assess your player and say, you know, I can tell you why he's struggling with this, this, or this. It's pretty simple, and we can try to help him. Let me tell you, man, makes you feel good. When you take your kid somewhere and you're like, man, you know, I had that. Listen, I'm, I'm going to end it with my description because I always just use my own kids. Anybody that knows my younger son knows he's a pretty athletic kid. He can do a lot of things. Not the biggest kid in the world, although he's finally starting to grow and the working out that he's doing this core strength is really starting to pay off. But for the longest time, he wasn't very strong. But the big, the, the thing that you would think is he was that typical middle 
infielder. Not very big. He's a really good defender. Really quick. But he wasn't fast. Like, when he would race, he was slow. And as a parent, you're sitting there going, man, this doesn't make any sense. Well, finally, you take him somewhere, and I take him down the same path as my older son, and they say, well, let me tell you what the problem is. Here's the problem. And they work on it, and they work on it, and they work on it, and he learns, and he gets better. And boom, all of a sudden, he's becoming faster. And, and now it's a, it's a real change. There's nothing better than seeing that happen. So trust me when I tell you, it's every bit as important. It just is. So take the time. And, and listen, I don't, because, you know, it, it, for the people around me, I'm going to tell them all the time. My good friend E.J. Jones over at Next Level uh, that's located here in Edwardsville and on the border of Collinsville and Maryville, he does an amazing job. He's done so much with so many kids. So if you're in my area, look up Next Level Performance with EJ, Coach E.J. Jones. A phenomenal job. Send me a note. If you're in our area and you want to work out with a guy that I guarantee you gets it, does it right, does a great job. He's trained some unbelievable athletes around here, especially baseball. Give me a shout, okay? I'm happy to put you in connection with him. If you're not around me, which I know a lot of you are not, listen, like everything I say on here, in today's day and age, if you can't get on your computer and do some research, if you can't talk to some people and say, hey, I need to help my son with his athleticism, I guarantee you, do a little homework, you'll find somebody. I promise you that. So... That's my uh, monologue for today. So time now to go to some of our segments. And um, happy to have in Kurt McNabb with his uh, uh, rope report presented by Dirtbag Baseball Nation. Kurt does such a great job representing the great brand, theropetrainer.com. Very happy to have those guys continue to be a part of my show. I think they're, they're doing wonderful things for, for all these kids out there. And if you take the time to check out Kurt McNabb and Dirtbag Baseball Nation, you'll see why they couldn't have picked a better guy to uh, – to tell you a little bit about the rope each and every week and and tell you a little bit about baseball in general. So let's go to Kurt McNabb now with his rope report. Thanks, Jim, and I hope your week has been outstanding, everyone. Wow, what a tragic week with the passing of Roy Doc Holliday. My condolences go out to his family. The biggest thing that stood out to me this week after the initial shock of hearing about his passing was hearing how people all around baseball truly felt about Doc. It was the unbelievable amount of respect each and every one of them had for him. I believe each of us, whether he liked, we liked it or liked him or didn't, depending on if he was on our team or not, would agree that we have the utmost respect for him. Respect is what I'd like to take the time this week to talk about. Respect in this game and in life comes in so many forms, but unless you can personally understand its true importance on every level, your full potential as a ball player and human being will always be limited. It's one of my main areas of focus when training players, coaches, and parents because I know this gives them an incredibly powerful mental edge for and against themselves, the competition, and society as a whole. In other words, it's not just a baseball thing, it's a life thing. I want all of you to take a serious moment to think about every soldier past and present, tomorrow, when we honor them all on Veterans Day in the U.S. and Remembrance Day here in Canada, and what they provide for us each and every day. We owe them and must respect them, as this is not about whether you agree with war or not. This is about the fact that they are willing to do this for all of us, in this case, to be able to play the game of baseball. That's amazing, but unfortunately, often overlooked. 
If you think or feel mentally that being involved with the game of baseball as a player, coach, umpire, or parent is the hardest thing you did today or any day, that's pretty sad and very disrespectful. Yes, these are my beliefs based on a ton of experiences from playing to coaching to officiating to parenting in regards to respecting the entire game of baseball and sports in general. I've seen and heard it all, but when I step back and evaluate or talk with others, it comes back to the fact that unfortunately, some are disrespectful and some are very respectful because of their true understanding or education in regards to the whole package of baseball. These same people will act the same way in other ways, other areas of their lives as well, not just baseball. So as I try to do on the rope report, I challenge all of you out there that I haven't met with in person yet to start thinking about different situations in baseball and life that you can start respecting yourself or encouraging others to be respectful towards. I'm not talking about whether you agree with a situation or not. I'm talking about showing respect towards the situation from both sides or from all angles. We here challenge every player, parent, and coach that we work with to do this exact same thing I just talked to all of you about day in, day out. I guarantee not only will you personally be truly moved and empowered, by the, but the game of baseball will continue to be a tremendous experience for you and your teammates, players, fans, friends, etc. What's great about following or learning our training system is that it will then lead into every aspect of your life. It doesn't just help you in the game of baseball. It's a repeatable program personally or organizationally that we've developed and that we give every individual that uses it or is involved with it an opportunity to achieve long-term sustainable success in baseball while also giving you the tools to be successful in life. I want to say thank you to the boys at the Rope Trainer as always and your ultimate throwing buddy for continuing to allow me to talk about baseball throwing specifically but for also allowing me to sometimes break away and talk about powerful subjects like respect that we tend to forget about from time to time. You can always find out more about the Rope Trainer at www.perfectpitchandthrow.com and remember, if you are buying... Enter Dirtbag, the number five. That's Dirtbag and the number five when purchasing at checkout. If you want to find out more about my Mental Edge training system, please contact me at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. That's info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. Until next week, I'm Kirk McNabb, and let's remember to always respect ourselves and each other. And let's get dirty. Great stuff, as always, from my man Kirk. Uh, he's such a passionate guy. Um, you know, I know uh, we're talking about doing more stuff together in the future as, as I love good baseball people that want to share their time and energy with other people. I think it's infectious, right? I mean, I think we need more guys like him. Listen, there's tons of guys out there like him, 
You just got to find them, right? And hopefully you have those guys involved in, in your baseball experience, and, and I pray and hope that you do. But uh, this is our little way of bringing Kirk and the wonderful people from the ropetrainer.com into your uh, into your ears <laughs> each and every week. Another guy that I can't say enough about, especially when it comes to that, is Justin Stone with EliteBaseball.tv. You've heard him on the show here for, uh, almost since the very beginning. Again, um, uh, I think we had mentioned he lost his mom after after you know a, a great long loving life. Uh, the stories about Justin and his mom are, are just heart tugging and and they're warming though too. I mean, a lady that had you know you typically think of baseball as a mom dad thing. His mom had every bit the influence on him when it came to the game of baseball. She loved it. Um, and again, uh, I know Justin knows she's in a in, in a great place now. But at the end of the day, he'll always have those memories and in something that he loves so much. When it comes to baseball, the influence that she had on him and what he does for so many people, and he has, and, and he really has, and, and I hope he knows this, he has touched so many young lives with his EliteBaseball.tv. He is an infectious guy. I say it all the time. If he's ever speaking somewhere close to you, go listen to him. You will walk out of there ready to go. Let's listen to, uh, to EliteBaseball.tv's training tip of the week. His man, Travis Kerber, stepping in for him uh, as Justin obviously takes a little time off uh, to, to, to be with his family. This is Travis Kerber from Elite Baseball, and this is your tip of the week. With Halloween week upon us, we see a lot of people dressing up as their favorite sports hero, their favorite movie star, their favorite superhero. And as an athlete, it's important that we adjust things and use variability in our training as well. This holds true, especially as a thrower. A lot of times we put ourselves in patterns that we feel like work for us without really understanding how our body should move or finding ways to be more successful in the way we move. So to add variability, there are a couple different things that we could do. Just like Halloween, we could watch our favorite throwers and we could try to imitate their movement. When we imitate their movement, it sometimes puts us in a different pattern than our body's accustomed to, which allows us to find things that work sometimes better for us, or maybe sometimes things that don't work as well for us. But those variabilities a lot of times lead to more coordinated movements, even if we don't apply them into our actual daily routine. Another way that we can apply variability is by just changing the way we move during the course of a regular action. So what I do with my throwers is I sometimes put them into movements that force their brain to think of the process differently. So we use different moves such as like a step back throw. So you're set from your normal position. We step backwards or what would be towards second base, then go into a leg lift and then go into a throw. We also do hop throws. A hop throw again, we'd start from our set position on the mound, we'll hop two times on our right leg and then go into a throw or a pitch towards the plate. We also do crossovers where we start with our right foot up against the rubber and we cross our left foot over and we'll begin by falling towards the plate and adding a lift and then going into our movement. All these variabilities force the body to adjust and create a pattern from the brain that forces the muscles to create a more efficient movement to make up for something we're not comfortable with. So again, as Halloween week is upon us, go out and play with some variability, whether you copy your favorite pitcher or whether you add some different moves into your pitching repertoire that help your body force to find a better movement pattern. This is Travis Kerber, and that was your tip of the week.
perfect stuff. And again, like I said, I can't uh, I can't suggest uh, people any more than I do. Kurt McNabb, of course, and uh, the Rope People, the RopeTrainer.com, and the wonderful gang over at EliteBaseball.tv. Special thanks to them as well. It's going to do it for us this week. Again, I want to encourage everybody, make sure you check us out at YouthBaseballTalk.com. It's also uh, where you can subscribe to the show, listen to back episodes. Uh, find us on Facebook, if you will. Simply type in Youth Baseball Talk. Please, uh, that was my only ask. Uh, once you've liked our Facebook page, if you would invite your friends that are involved in baseball to like our page, it would mean a lot to me. Um, you know, we're just, we're, you know, we're, we've done really well. The show, thanks to all you guys, has done great. Um, you know, we're kind of sitting in that comfortable pocket, and, you know, we're always trying to push the envelope a little bit. So, um, please, uh, you know, help us reach more people, and, and, and you've done a great job of helping me with that to begin with. So if you could do that, it would mean a lot to me. Find us on Twitter, at Podcast Baseball. Find us on Instagram as well, Youth Baseball Talk. Uh, special thanks again to lineupmedia.fm, fastest-growing podcast company on the planet. Couldn't do all this stuff without them. They are a, a tremendous uh, uh a company that has great entertainment. They take yours very seriously. So let's uh, let's give them an opportunity for your entertainment time. Lineupmedia.fm. Once again, special thanks to Brian Crock and Andrew Allen. They do so much for my show. I couldn't do it without them. It means the world to me the amount of time that they spend uh, trying to make this show sound about as professional as it's ever going to sound. So uh, for all my listeners, you guys are the best. I can't thank you enough for all you've done to help my show grow to where it is today. Um, couldn't have reached the, 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 you know, the, the thousands, tens, hundreds of thousands of people that we have over time without you it means so much to me that you believe in our show enough to spread it around. If you would continue to do so, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I would greatly appreciate it. It means the world to me for everybody here at youth baseball talk. I guess I'll see you next week. See you on the field. Tune in next week for another edition of youth baseball talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.